Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. What I'm going to share with you today has the potential to change the dynamic of your home. It has the potential to change the situation between your girlfriend and boyfriend. It has a situation to change your marriages. It can change the situation at work. It can change the situation between you and your neighbor. It has the power to change everything if you receive it. So today I'm going to do my very best to teach you. I'm going to try to contain myself so that you can understand what I'm saying. Because I'm striving myself to live the life and and practice what I'm sharing with you today. Have not perfected what I'm going to share with you, but I am trying to practice it. And so what I want to share with you is this, is that, uh, is that, uh, let me just go and ask this question. How many of you have ever said something or text something or posted something on social media you wish you had not. Anybody besides me in this room? I'm looking right now, all right? Okay, I'm, the one that didn't raise their hand, we're going to have altar service just in a few minutes. <laughs> Every one of us, right? Said something, text something, or posted something. And because of that, it caused us a difficult situation. The Bible says this in Proverbs 13 and 3. Look what it says. It says, those who control their tongues will have a long life. Amen. (laughs) Yes, uh, that means that if you say the wrong thing, you could shorten your life. I've told my children that when they were coming up. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Amen. Amen. That's why when I, on date night, when Rhonda and I go out, I say very little. (laughs) Can ruin everything. (laughs) Okay, never mind. What we've understood is this, is that even in our homes, we say, change your tone, change your home. One of the sayings that we have at Stockbridge Community here is that if you don't like what you're seeing, watch what you're saying. It changes everything because your words matter. Amen? They matter. And so today I want to talk to you about this title. Again, I have not mastered it, but I'm trying. And the title is this, How to Master My Mouth. Let's just say that together. Ready? Come on. How to master my mouth. Now, I know no one in this room needs this lesson but me, so I'm going to teach me today, and you just see if you get something out of it. That's just not true, is it? Every one of us need this. We need to master our mouth. I want to give you three words today. I hope you'll write them down because these words can save you so many problems. Those words are this. Pause. Process and proceed. Pause, process, and proceed. Those three words, let's say them out loud. You ready? Pause, process, and proceed. If you can use this wisdom before the next time before you speak, it can save you so much heartache, so much heartache, and then also can restore relationships 
renew. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, the flame in our relationship's going out. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because many people are blowing it out with the words they're saying. But you can ignite it as well. And so I want to give you three things today that I think will help you and help me. And again, I am a fellow struggler, okay? So I do not have this mastered. I'm trying to master it. The first thing I would tell you is this, if we're going to do that, remember our first word was pause. And so I would say this, number one is think before you speak. Think before you speak. That would be a great thing for every one of us to do. Amen? Think, think before you speak. Look what the Bible says. Again, we're going to Proverbs here so we can get wiser. Intelligent people think before they speak. What they say is then more persuasive. Notice that. If you give more thought to your words, your words will have more weight. Amen. Amen? If you think before you speak, your words will have more impact and more power. And it will change things. They say, you say, well, they don't ever listen to what I have to say. Well, maybe you're not thinking about what you're saying. The more you think about it. Now, you know, so, the, so really what we're trying to do is we're trying to learn to engage our mind before we engage our tongue. Amen? And so what I love, the show that Rhonda and I and Caitlin, when Caitlin comes over, we love to watch this show, uh, game show, Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, what, the thing I love about that show is that, that people speak before they think. And it's hilarious, right? It's amazing how we do that. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 20. He says, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. Right. Amen? Right. That is so true. You know, see if you can finish this statement. Talk is cheap, cheap right? Talk is cheap. I want you, that is not true. Because what you say can cost you the rest of your life. And there's many, there's many in this room right now, and there's many that are watching online as well, that you are still paying for something that you said a long time ago. Right. Or that you're still feeling the effects of what someone said to you a long time ago. And so talk is not cheap. It costs all of us. Amen? It costs us. So remember, we said in order to do this, those three words, we've got to pause, and then we've got to process, and then proceed. That takes us to number two. So how to master my mouth, number two is this, is speak the truth. Speak the truth. Remember we said the first one, it was, we were talking about pausing, and that is you got to think before you speak. Now we're going to speak the truth. Proverbs 10 and 10 says this, someone who holds back the truth causes what? Trouble. Did you hear that? <clears throat> Let me say this to you. Maybe, maybe you look at everyone that is, that is, you know, very direct. That's, we, we would say maybe type A that they just, you know, there's some people that just blah, blah, blah. They just, they just say whatever that comes to their mind. But maybe you're not that person and, and that you hold it in and you would say, well, they're the troublemaker. Well, let me just tell you this. If you're not speaking the truth, then maybe you're just as guilty as they are. Because they never know what you're feeling or what you're thinking if you never say it. And so therefore, you can never have harmony because you're always going to have these feelings toward this person that they're totally unaware that you have toward them. You see, people cannot change what they do not know to change. And so, and so with you being silent and you not speaking the truth, then you're causing trouble, the Bible says. And so here's the problem. See, 
in order to have in order to have closeness in relationships you have to have truth and many times truth does not come without conflict Sometimes you've got to be, it's worth the risk to have the conflict in order that you can speak the truth and get it out and they can know where you stand so that you can heal from it. You can never heal from a wound that you're unwilling to admit that you have. And someone can never apologize for something that they don't know if they don't know they've offended you with something. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Look what Jesus said, or was said about Jesus. In John 1 and 17, it says, the law was given through Moses. Now watch this. Grace and truth came through who? Jesus. It came through Jesus. Notice it was grace and truth. Yes. Not just grace and not just truth. Grace is this. Grace, I would say, is this. Is, is give, grace is giving a, what I would call an undeserved kindness. You give someone kindness that they do not deserve. That's grace. You treat them with kindness that they do not deserve. They've been a jerk. Everybody knows they're a jerk, but somehow you still treat them with kindness. Just the way that God treats you, right? I mean, God sending Jesus to this earth and dying for our sin gave us grace, everybody. It was undeserved kindness. There was nothing that we did to earn that grace. It was God's goodness in his heart that God gave us grace, amen? amen. Undeserved kindness. That's what Jesus came. He came in grace, but he also came in truth. In other words, Jesus loved everybody. He gave them that undeserved kindness, but he spoke the truth to them. <clears throat> he shared how he felt. In order to speak truth, you have to share how you feel. You can, and if you're going to have healing in relationship, it's not only treating, giving undeserved kindness, but it's also you have to speak up and say, well, I love you. And listen, I, I still like you, even though that hurt. But I want you to know when you did that, this is how it made me feel. And until you reveal your feelings, you can't heal. See, when you reveal, you can heal. When Rhonda and I was married 10 years, 10 years in our marriage, I was a person that was all, I have no problem speaking my mind. I've never had a problem with that. Matter of fact, I spoke too much. But Rhonda was one of those that never spoke about things like that. She was a peacemaker. 10 years, we were married 10 years, and I remember the day that finally one day, you know, I was this kind of guy, I'm a, you know, I'm a control freak, okay? I'm a, I'm a recover. I'm trying to recover from that. But I am a control freak that, that just, you know, that's what I am. And I realize that I'm trying to get better. But so much so that back then that like we would be riding in a vehicle. And if she was driving, which she would hardly ever do, drive with me in the car. Because we'd go pull in a parking lot and, and like a Target or somewhere. And she would start to pull in this parking space. Said, oh, no, no, don't park there. Park up there. Yeah. Every time she started making a decision, I had a better suggestion. And I remember standing in our master bedroom those years ago, and I said something, I can't remember what it is. She looked at me with the most hurtful look in her eyes, and she said, Jeff, every time you do that, you make me feel little. And man, I'll tell you what, it was like someone took a dagger and stuck me right in the heart because that's the last thing in this world that I wanted for my wife is her to feel little. I, I wanted her to feel elevated, not, not torn down. And here's what I want to tell you. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. If you were to ask me, when did your marriage start getting better? It was that day. That day that she began to reveal how she feels. Now listen, we've been married 33 years now, and listen, she can reveal it, baby. I'm telling you what. 
<laughs> That's right. She revealed it now. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I just want you to know that was the beginning of that. And I want to challenge you. You got to remember it's grace and truth, undeserved kindness, but yet I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm not going to be rude to you, but you've got to know in order that we can heal. So I have on your connection card, and I hope that everybody please fills out a connection card and turns those in so we can pray over you. But on the back it says this, I will do my best to speak with grace and truth. If you'll just check that box, those of you online as well, just check that box in order that we can pray for you. Now, the reason I want you to check the box is because the Holy Spirit's going to bring it back to your remembrance. He's going to say, okay, now you check that box, so it's going to help you in the long run. Amen? Amen. So, so remember our words, pause, process, and then proceed. The third thing in proceeding is this, is how to manage my mouth, is speak words that heal. Speak words that heal. Not words that kill. Amen, everybody? Amen. Speak words that heal. Here's what he says in Proverbs, again, Solomon says this, Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can what, everybody? Heal. Can heal. And that's what your words are going to do. Everything that you say are working one of two ways. Either it's going to be healing or it's going to be killing. Come on. Amen? Every word that you say is going to have one of those two effects. It's either going to heal or it's going to kill. One of, one of the two is and you get to choose what it is. With your words, you get to choose. Am I healing or am I killing this relationship? Am I, am I helping or am I hurting? What, what am I doing? And every word that you say is, has that power. And it does. Many of you sitting in this room right now are suffering today because someone spoke something over you that you can't get out of your mind. It was, maybe it was that parent or that teacher or that best friend or that husband, ex-wife. I don't know, but somebody spoke something over you. And you're still struggling today because they choose, chose words that were not healing, but that were hurting. And I would just say to you, please check that. Now, some people say this. Well, I just say what I think. Well, I want to tell you something. You're an idiot. I just want you are an idiot. And listen, if you look up idiot in the dictionary, you will see my picture. Because I used to feel the same way. I used to think, you know, well, I'm just going to say what I think. You know, I'm just going to let everybody know what I think. I ain't, let me tell you, you don't have to say everything you think. Please don't, everybody. Just because you think it, you don't have to say it. And I know some people feel like, well, well that's just who I am. Well, well, you don't have to be that way. Please don't. Your life will get better. Everything will get better around you. The world will get better in your own eyes if you quit saying everything you say, uh, you think, because everything you think is not right. Amen. You're like that guy on Family Feud. You know, when he said alcohol, well, that was a dumb answer. Because when he gets home, his wife will say, okay, so only time you think I look good is when you're drinking. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Don't say what you just pops in your mind. Remember, we want to pause, process, and then proceed in order that you might get this right. I read of a story of a while back of a pastor who walked into a hospital room. There was a man that had been in a coma. He walked into the hospital room, and, and the man was in the coma, and, and his wife was there, and the doctor was there. And the doctor was telling the wife, listen, John has been in a coma now for three months. He's never going to get better. This is the way that it's going to be. He's never going to get better. And then the doctor walks out of the room, and, and the pastor heard that. And as, as, 
as that, that doctor proclaimed that to that wife, the pastor knew that John heard it, so he walked over to the guy in the coma named John, and he leaned down and he said, John, I know you heard what the doctor said. I know you heard him say that you're never going to get better, but I want you to know he's wrong, John. You are going to get better, that you will get better. You will live, John, and not die. You will get better, John. Don't you believe a word of that doctor? And as soon as he said that, tears welled up in John's eyes and, and began to roll down his face. It was the beginning of healing because his words had healing power. And so do yours. How many people are hurting around you and they're just waiting on somebody to believe in them, somebody to begin to lift them up, someone to speak healing words in their life. And again, I'm telling you, this, this message today is not just a message. It's something that can change your life. It can change your home. It can change every relationship you have. It can change your direction in life. Proverbs 12 and 25 says this. Anxious hearts are very heavy, but a word of encouragement does what? Does wonders. Amen, everybody? Amen. It does wonders. A word of encouragement does wonders. It brings healing to that. There's a guy in the Bible that maybe you know, maybe you don't. But we know him as Barnabas, but that's not his name. Look what happened here. Acts 4 and 36, it says this. It says, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Notice that. He was renamed. This guy was such an encourager. Name's Joseph, but nobody called him Joseph. Those that knew him said, here comes the encourager. Here's Barnabas. He's an encourager. What I want you to know is that Barnabas never wrote a book in the Bible. He never wrote a word of the Bible. But here's what I want you to know is that he encouraged the man who did. He encouraged the Apostle Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament. And the reason that Paul did that is because they had sent Barnabas to go alongside him. And every time he felt overwhelmed when he had been beaten, when people did not receive the message and he had been beaten and, and left for dead, there was always Barnabas come and found him and said, you can do this, Paul. I know it seems like nobody's listening, but you can do it. And I know it seems like these words are meaningless right now, but there's Holy Spirit filled and God's got his hand on you and God's anointed you and God's called you and God's got you and he's got your family he's got everybody around you God's with you Paul that's what I want you to know you can't give up why because God is with you amen don't you need somebody like that in your life? Don't you, don't you want to be that somebody for somebody else to say, listen, I know things are tough right now. I know it's difficult right now. But you just hang in there because you're going to get through what you're going through. Why? Because God's got you. Amen? Oh, God's got you. You've got to have, you need to be that person. Be who you want to be in your life. Amen? Be that. Be that. It's amazing, you know, we celebrated uh, our 26 years as being the pastor of this church. And I told you, I stood right here and said, you know, that Rhonda has been a great encouragement to me all of our life. I mean, when I felt like I just couldn't go on, she said, Jeff, you got this, you can do it. And that is great. But I want to tell you who else has been a great encouragement, and that's many of you. I want to tell you, you will never know, you will never know how many times many of you walked up and you just said, Pastor, I appreciate you. God's got his hand on you, Pastor. He's using you in a new way. And that, we, Pastor, you, 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 we're going to get through this. 
You will never, never know the times that the devil was drilling down on me. And he had, he had discouraged me so bad. But all it took was one of you to walk by and you just smile and say, Pastor, God's got this. And I sure do appreciate you, Pastor. It's been those moments that have kept me. And I'm telling you what, that we all need to be encouragers. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to be that. Wouldn't it be great to have on your tombstone the encourager? And it says, she lifted people up or he lifted people up. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Can I give you a tip today? Discouraging people are discouraged people. Encouraging people are encouraged people. Do you hear? So if you're down today, you don't get better by spreading the poison of, of what the world spreads. Listen, there's so many things wrong in the world today, isn't there? I mean, you can, listen, you just turn on the news five minutes, you're going to be depressed. I'm not saying you shouldn't be informed. You should be informed, but you don't have to keep spreading all the bad news. Amen. We know, we know, we know the world's going to come to an end. The book already tells us that, right? But we know the end of the book, don't we? We know that we win and that God gets glory and God renews everything. We know that. We know these things that we're seeing now in the world, we know they have to come to pass. We've read about it already. So we don't discourage each other. We say, look up for our redemption draws nigh that God's got us. Amen? Amen. That's the good news, everybody. Be an encourager, not a discourager. Listen, if you struggle with anxiety, encourage people more. Encourage people and watch. Listen, you cannot encourage without being encouraged yourself. And then again, you can't be discouraged and not be discouraged yourself. Choose your word and choose your life. Amen? Amen. I want to give you a next step. It's on your card here. It says this. It says, I will do my best to use words that heal. Would you please, everybody, check that box. I will do my best to use words that heal. Matter of fact, if some of, you, some of you are in a tense situation right now with a person, if you would make that choice today that you're going to use words that heal, and you say, well, pastor, you don't know what they've done. No, I don't know what they've done. But I know what you're doing is not helping. And if you will choose today, all of a sudden things will change. It will change. All right. So remember our words. We said pause, process, proceed. I want to give you some more words of Jesus. Look what Jesus said here. In Matthew 12 and 34, Jesus said, For whatever is in your heart determines what you what? Say. Say. Here's what I've discovered. Many people have a toxic tongue because they have a hurting heart. Did you hear that? Many people have a toxic tongue because they have a hurting heart. Is that somewhere along the way, there's a hurt inside of them that's never been healed. Matter of fact, many times the hurt has been hidden. And people say, well, that didn't hurt me. You know, I don't know. I grew up that way. I grew up in a, you know, in a, a small town, in a small neighborhood. And, you know, when you got hurt, you didn't admit it. You got, oh, that didn't hurt. Even the whole time you've dying, Right? Right. I mean, you just, you just dying. It hurts so bad. Didn't hurt. You're lying through your teeth. It hurt. 
And there's many people that someone has said something or done something to you, and the truth of the matter, it does hurt, and it did hurt, and you got to quit denying that it, that it didn't and admit it and own up to it that you can get it healed. Amen? Because you're never going to be better as long as you're bitter. Let me tell you something about bitterness. Bitterness is a continual thought process, a, a thought that what somebody has done to you, and it just stays there all the time. And every time you try to step forward, you think about this, and it's like poison. And here's what I want you to know. You know, we should love our family. We should love our children with 100% of our heart. Would you agree with that? 100%. Most parents would say, I love my kids 100%. Even though we want to kill them sometimes, we still love them, right? Okay, get real here, everybody, all right? So you said you want to kill your children. Oh, yes, I want to send them away. Hallelujah. But we love them. And what I'm saying is that if you have 20% of your heart that is darkened by bitterness, you can never love anybody 100%. That means there's going to be this wall up. Wall up that you can't love the person that you want to love 100%. In other words, the person that you don't like is keeping you from loving the person that you want to love 100%. You can't do it. They're hurting you. And until you allow that heart to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ, then guess what? What's being spoken right here will never be healed. What, let me just say this to you. Some of you, your greatest battle is not what you're saying to everybody else. It's what you're saying to yourself. See, as long as you let their word, their words keep Playing record over, playing that recording over and over and over again, you're never going to get better. That's why you have to put God's word inside of you to heal you, help your heart heal. Because it doesn't matter what they said about me, it's what he says about me. It's not what they say I can't do, it's what he says I can do. And if you listen to those words who said you'll never amount to anything, you'll never be any good, you'll never, you'll never accomplish anything, then guess what? You'll never ever do it. But when you begin to get healing in your heart and you release them and you receive God's love in your heart, you realize that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loved me. And I can, I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. It's not about you, and it's not about me. It's all about Him. Amen, everybody. Hallelujah. And you got to receive it. But look what He says here. There has to be a heart replacement. Ezekiel 36 and 26. And I will give you a what, everybody? Dear God, we need heart surgery today. I will give you a new and right desires and put a new what? Spirit. New spirit, what you say. A new spirit within you. I will take your old stony heart of sin and give you a new heart of what? Love. Of love. That's what God wants to do today. That's why you're here. Look, I don't know whose name's been popping in your mind as I've been speaking, and I do not know what words have been coming over and over in your mind, but I know they have been coming because it's spiritual, everybody. I know they've been coming, but today the Holy Spirit wants to help you. The first thing I want to tell you is this, is number one, 
If you've not asked Jesus Christ to be the, the Lord of your life and save you, then friend, that's where it starts at. If Jesus, if you don't, Jesus is the only one you say, well, Jeff, how does that work? Let me tell you something. I, can, I don't have the words to explain it. All I know is you invite him in and the Bible says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That means that, man, he cleans good. Amen. And he comes and he cleanses our heart because he changes you from the inside out. So the first step today, if you're not a Christ follower, just pray the prayer right where you are, watching online, right where you are. You say this, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of my sin and help me to do your will and save me, Lord Jesus. If you pray that prayer, save me, Lord Jesus. That's, that's what you need to be saved from you. God, save me. You say that and you mean it in your heart. He'll come in and save you. He'll change your life. The only thing I ask you is that those of you that did that today, you're doing it right now, and those that are watching online, is that you just check it on the back of this card. Why? So we can pray with you. And two, when you go public with it, it's amazing how that changes you. Heavenly Father, today, we just come to you, and Lord, we submit ourselves to you. And we resist the devil, oh God, the spirit of pride that says, I got this, oh Lord. And we realize that we don't have it, but God, you do. And Holy Spirit, we just accept the work that you're doing now. That, Lord, you've given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind, Lord. You've not given us a spirit of fear. And, God, that we will, Lord, stand firm in your word and in who you create us to be. And, God, we will walk in your love every day. And, Father, I'm asking you today the healing that you did here today. The God, that you will remind them every day, oh, Lord, everyone that's watching and everyone that's in this church, that you're with them, oh, God, and that your love is greater, oh, God. You're power stronger oh God and that you are for them oh Lord and if you be for us oh God who can be against us oh Lord we trust you today it's not by might nor by power but by your spirit oh Lord so we receive in Jesus name everybody hallelujah hi this is Pastor Jeff again I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message if you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.